We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. On today's episode of the Pride Podcast, we have our final 53-man roster predictions. We're going to break down each position, and then we're going to talk about some guys who we think is going to make the roster. And we're going to talk about some guys who we think is not going to make the roster. All on episode 188 of the Pride Podcast. With the seventh pick... In the 2021 NFL Draft, the Detroit Lions select Panay Sewell, tackle, Oregon. He's going to run it straight in. Jared Goldberg. Touchdown, yes. Detroit Lions. DJ Hawkinson, yes. they did it. They tied it. They're an extra point away from winning this game. Oh, baby, how big is that? <laughs> Yo, what is going on, guys? Welcome back to the Pride Podcast, episode 188 on the Blue Wire Network. I am your host, Tyler, joined by my main guy, as always, Pierre. How are you doing today? No Malcolm with us today, but how are you doing today, Pierre? I'm doing well. How are you? Doing well, man. We're recording uh, late Sunday night before uh, the official cuts have happened, so we're going to do one more 53-man prediction. It's going to be similar to our last episode when we did our 53-man predictions, but we got a couple changes from the last preseason game and some words that Dan Campbell and the coaching staff has changed. So we've changed our predictions up a little bit. This is going to be our final prediction episode, and then we will react to the official 53-man predictions that Brad Holmes and Dan Campbell established, and we'll talk about that in our next episode. But for this episode, me and Pierre are just going to break down our 53-man predictions. Let's just get right into it. So let's talk about the quarterback position. Obviously, Tim Boyle got hurt in this game, and Dan yeah. Campbell said he's going to miss some time. So I'm interested. Is there any shakeup at this quarterback position, or is it the same three guys for you? It's the it's the same thing, but I wouldn't be shocked if, like, once they have their initial 53-man roster set and they claim a guy, they put Tim Boyle on IR. Yeah, I agree. So uh, we have to mention this. I think we mentioned this last episode, but if you place a guy on IR right now, that means they're probably going to be out for the they're, they're out for the season, right? They're out for the season, yeah. Yeah, so you, you can't have that three-week you know timeline Compared right. to when the season starts, there's a three-week timeline that they could return. That's the earliest they could return. So if the Lions have Boyle in their initial 53, they could then place him on IR. He would only miss three weeks rather than if they placed him right now, let's say. Let's say they placed him like right now at this exact moment. He would be out for the whole season. Right. So I think the Lions would be patient, wait till the cut line, make him on the initial roster, and then place him on IR. And then maybe you, know, you bring back one of those quarterbacks that you had in camp, uh, Jordan – What's his last name? Tiamu. Tiamu, yeah. So maybe they bring him back. 
put him on the practice squad. I think that, or, you know, we'll see. I, I think they'll bring someone on their practice squad probably, and then they'll use that 53-man spot maybe on a different position, but we'll see. Uh, but I agree with you. I got all three quarterbacks making it. It's just now a shift of David Blau is now the backup quarterback and probably will be activated on game days, and Tim Boyle probably likely going on IR. But, all right. Let's go to running back because I think there's going to be some shift up here. Do you have any movement on the running back position? Yeah, we have some changes. So DeAndre said Jamal Williams are the locks. And then we have Jamar Justin as running back three. And then Greg Reynolds is out. Godwin, Iguai by UK is in. Yeah, yeah, I got the same as well. Uh, what about Godwin, the former safety from Northwestern? Uh, what about his performance uh, You know, made you change that prediction from Craig Reynolds? Well, first, uh, like during Campbell's presser he's like he said when Godwin plays like he's waving a flag say hey I'm here look at me and then I thought he also had some special teams value too he was solid as a returner as well versus Craig Reynolds like we didn't really see much with him returning the ball yeah I agree with that and we were talking about it too because a guy that we may be expected to be a returner like Khalif Raymond we're now expecting Khalif Raymond to have a bigger say in this offense than we than we much more expected when we signed him initially we thought when we signed him this would probably be your back-end receiver, maybe wide receiver five, wide receiver six. And then from there, you know, you could just put Raymond in the kick and punt returner role. But now Raymond was the second most you know, impressive wide receiver, arguably, that we saw in camp. And now he's listed as wide receiver two going into the season. So, you know, that changes up so much of what the roles were. So now you look at we might have to find another kick and punt returner, and that's maybe where Godwin Abuki Igwebayuke. Iga Bayuke, uh, maybe steps in here and uh, maybe he fills in that role as a kicker and punt returner. We'll see. But I agree with you. I think Godwin now makes his team. And I think what you mentioned, the special teams ability is going to give him the edge over a guy like Craig Reynolds or a guy like Jedrick Mills. So because uh, those guys obviously didn't do much on special teams. So that's why I think it gives him the advantage. So, all right, going to fullback. There's only one fullback in camp. Has this changed for you? Jason come in on this team or not? He's still in. Yeah, me too. Uh, I don't think we need much explanation. Jason Kambinda makes this football team. All right. Now, this was the most interesting group on this team, the most shakeup, you could say. There's a lot of interesting things to go. You can go a lot of different routes with this. So the wide receiver spot, how many wide receivers you got? Any change up? We have five. And, um, again, Richard Perriman had three targets, two drops. Or was it? Yeah, three targets, two drops. So, like, I don't see him making it. But the wide receivers we have are the same thing. Tyrell Williams, Khalif Freeman, Amon Ross, St. Brown, Quintus Cephas, and Tom Kennedy. Um, Cephas and Kennedy, I feel like, are not locks either. Like, if they have a guy they want to claim or something, they, they could. Uh, I could see them claiming him and dropping one of those guys. I thought Quintus Cephas had some good moments in this preseason, though. I think, he did. I think he's looked like a more NFL receiver so far in this preseason that we've seen from last yeah. year. I think I, I know it's different competition. You know, it's going against some lower guys in the depth chart, but I think Quintus Cephas should make this team. Just with the, you know, his age where he's at right now, you got flexibility with the contract. Still got two more years, or three more years, including this year. So you got three more years with Quintus Cephas under, under right. contract. I think this is a guy you should try to keep on your roster and develop yeah. because I don't think he showed any flashes where, you know, he just didn't look like an NFL receiver, didn't look good. I think Quintus Cephas looked good enough. I think he should be a lock. Uh, with Tom Kennedy, man, that's tough. I, I I had him in my last 53-man predictions. I switched it up a little bit. So I got the same guys as you. I got Terrell Williams, Khalif Raymond, St. Brown, Cephas. So in the last one, I had Rashad Perriman and, I believe, Tom Kennedy. And this one, I don't have either one of them. I now plugged in Geronimo Allison. 
And this oh, is a okay. this is a sneaky one, and I think a bit of a surprise. I don't think many Lions fans would expect Geronimo Allison to make this team right now. I, it was something from the broadcast and just coming from Campbell's mouth saying Geronimo Allison's just kind of been working in you know quiet right now. Like you know he's not been a flashy guy in camp, but he's doing his stuff in quiet. And I, I thought he had some good moments in that last game versus the Colts. I think he also offers some versatility as a wide receiver to play the outside and the slot. Right. Unlike a Tom Kennedy, he's only a nickel wide receiver. Where Allison, you have versatility. You could put him on the outside. You could put him in the nickel. I you like mean slot? The slot, the yeah. defense. <laughs> yeah. I like, I, like, I like the versatility that Allison offers. He's a veteran as well, so this is a very young receiving core. You got only Terrell Williams. You got Khalif Raymond, who's not an established veteran. He's been on a bunch of different teams. But Terrell Williams... And then after that, you got rookies. Got Sam Brown. He's a rookie. Cephas is only a second year, really young receiver. I think bringing a guy like Geronimo Ellison brings some nice veteran experience. So I put him on my 53 man roster this time instead of Perriman, who I thought he was more impressive then in this camp and um, over Tom Kennedy as well, which, you know, I thought it was interesting because, you know, the way they treated Tom Kennedy in that last game, you might have thought that he was a lock. And he might be because they didn't play that much. And even Campbell, when, when asked that question, saying, we know what we have in Tom Kennedy. You know, it, I think it brings up interesting questions. Does that mean he's a lock to make this team, or was he not trying to show more of his ability where maybe he can clear waivers and you can stash him on the practice squad? I don't know where this goes with Tom Kennedy. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I don't know how good I feel about not putting Tom Kennedy on this list because he was he was a beast this you know this camp and and preseason again. So we'll see if he if he earned a roster spot. But right now I'm going to give the the nod to the veteran Geronimo Allison, who I didn't think I would ever do, but I'm giving the nod to Geronimo. Okay. All right. Let's transition to tight ends. How many tight ends you got? Last time I believe you had two or three. I don't remember. Three, last time we had three. Did you have a Lee's Mac in there? Yeah. So now um, we only have two tight ends, and I'll explain my reasoning. We have T.J. Hawkinson and Darren Faust. I believe we talked about we talked about Tim Boyle earlier, and then later on we'll talk about Logan Stenberg and Deshaun Handles or other guys to go on IR. So you have some roster spots open. I think they'll claim a tight end. Also, risk case scenario. Um, Jason Cabinda, like he's played some H back and in, uh, in training camp, so he could do that. And also, you could carry one of these guys on your practice squad, Elise Mack or Brock Wright, whoever they want. Um, I just don't feel like they showed enough for me to be tight end three on the team. Yeah, I, in my in my, my last prediction, I only had both these guys as well. I only had Hawk and Fells. So uh, again, this game didn't really do much for me to change my prediction to put one of these guys on that fifty three. And you, you mentioned the versatility that they're going to have. Like, you're going to have some IR candidate guys like Boyle. You're going to have maybe Deshaun Han, um, Logan Stenberg, who ended up getting hurt in that game as well. So maybe yeah. they bring that flexibility and use it to that t- tight end position, you know, depending on guys who got wavered. Um, interesting. I want to ask you now, from that tight end position for the tight end three, do you think they would value more of a blocking tight end or more of a receiving tight end? I think, honestly, just the guy who could produce. I don't think they probably probably want to blocking one more because they want to run the ball. Yeah. But if a guy could produce, they'll take it. Because those two guys didn't show much. Right? And yeah. Mac, they just didn't show much. There's that kid that Josh brung up. Um, Tanner Hudson. Yeah. That, the kid from the Bucks. So he's a name to watch. Yeah. I believe he said he wasn't much of a blocking tight end, more of a receiving. Yeah. But, I mean, you look at this receiving core – you're going to need some production as well. So maybe the lines do go towards a direction of more receiving type tight end. But I, I agree. I think they're just going to bring the guy who they think could do both at a somewhat high level, right? So 
I don't know if they value either one, if that's like, or they want a separate, you know, preference, like, oh, we need a blocking guy. We need a receiving yeah. guy. I think it's just a guy who they think that could, you know, do both at the highest level, whoever's <laughs> available. Because I don't right. think Mac was productive at all as a blocker. And Brock Wright just didn't really show much. I believe only had that one catch versus the Colts, but overall just yeah. wasn't a big, you know, camp uh, spotlight for Brock Wright. So we'll see. I, I don't think either of those guys guys earned the nod to make the 53 so i'm gonna stick with you i got hawk and fells this is lou groza of the cleveland browns hi ohio for cleveland being a lions fan isn't always the easiest but hey you know who has it just as bad as us the browns on blue wire's new podcast brownstown cleveland sports broadcaster and long live fan andre not dives deep into the dog pound to explain how a franchise can suck for so long in a league designed for parody. If tragedy plus times equals comedy, the Browns are gut-blessing hilarious. Hear from the famous and infamous voices of Cleveland Browns like Jim Donovan, Brady Quinn, Tim Couch, Romeo Cannell, Josh Cripps, TJ Ward, Phil Savage, and many, many more. The fans themselves explain what it's like to sit through the worst bits of Brown history. Make sure to tune in to Brownstown on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. But let's go into offensive tackles now. So last time we had Decker, Panay Sewell, Terrell Crosby, Matt Nelson. Has any of that changed for you? That's the same thing. Okay. Yeah, I don't, I don't think that one needs much explanation. Terrell Crosby ended up to end up playing that game versus the Colts, which we didn't expect him to play. Right. Gave the sack, a little rusty. Looks like he was rusty, yeah. A little rusty. I mean, Terrell Crosby seems like he's always a little rusty coming into camp. Even like uh, 2019, when the preseason games, he wasn't really good. It seems like it was just a bit of early struggles for Terrell Crosby. Not much of a worry. I still think he's the first option. If one of these tackles were to go down, I think he would be for sure the guy to step in. But I got a question for you now. I know we're talking about our 53-man predictions, but the team that we just played, the Indianapolis Colts, they had two injuries to their offensive line and two offensive tackles. Sam Tevy got carded during that game. Eric Fisher, I believe, is hurt right now for them, is, is expected a significant time. Are you fielding calls on Terrell Crosby right now? Um, well, like to be so something with Tevi though, Tevi wasn't the starter for the Colts even when Fisher was out. He was like on the roster bubble with Indy. Okay. So I know there was like a, I believe it was Woj, right? Wojo, yeah. Yeah, Wojo, yeah. I believe it was him who tweeted that out. I'm not really a fan. The Ebron got Decker. I'm not a fan of Decker. Decker. But even Crosby, I want Crosby to be here long term. Okay. 
Like, I want him as my... He's very valuable. He probably would want to start, though. He probably would explore something different, like... He'd probably want to... He'd, he'd want to start, so I think he'd explore something else. Um, Right now, I don't think it's a good idea to trade him, bro, because you have Panay Sewell, who's struggling a little. Um, He's a rookie, and that's fine. We've talked about that a lot on this show. Then you have Matt Nelson, who's kind of, like, not... I don't know. I don't like him at left tackle. I don't know. So, you... You're kind of like, what do you have there? And Crosby could also play guard as well. I think he's too valuable for this team to trade. I, I bring that up just because it's a contract year for Terrell Crosby. It is. And you, and you just mentioned that he might be looking for an opportunity where to start. And you look at this off, Lions offensive line, not even just this year, going to next year. I mean, it's pretty set. It's pretty set in stone right now, and I don't really see much of a starting Wolford Crosby anytime soon unless an injury does happen. So I bring the question now. Let's say, hypothetically, Taylor Decker gets hurt. Do you swing Panay Sewell to left tackle, or do you put Terrell Crosby there? I don't know what the, I think the Lions would probably put Terrell Crosby there because they want to develop Sewell as a right tackle, as a right? right? Tackle. Like that's what yeah. they drafted him for. Say they put him at left tackle and say he balls out, then Decker comes back. Then we'll have some controversy. Do we start Decker? Do we start Sewell? Would Decker want to play right tackle? If not, would we trade him? You know, it would cost like it would cause a lot of controversy in that room. Yeah. I'll say this though, during the deadline, like say the Lions aren't playing real well or like they're not like whatever. I could see them sell at the deadline, and maybe Crosby could be a player that could be names. traded at the deadline. Yeah. Okay. But right now, I mean, okay. Let's say Dan Skipper doesn't get hurt. Are you more comfortable with uh, with trading Crosby? I'm not gonna lie. So we used to laugh a lot about Skipper, like, but he was first, solid after those. After he was that solid. First game. After that he was first solid. Game. Yeah. But maybe ended up getting that, maybe maybe you explore that. Yeah. <laughs> maybe you explore that. Um. I, <clears throat> Right now, bro, there's nothing. Maybe on the waivers, if they like a guy, they could claim it. Maybe they want to shop Crosby, they could. You know, I don't know. I could see them shopping Crosby because he was on the block, like, before the draft, right? Or after the draft? Yeah, was it was right after, right after the draft, yep. So I, then I'm, you got like, hurt. Man, we'll I, I'm just thinking about it, man. Like, if you get a day two pick offer to you for Terrell Crosby. Day two for Crosby? I don't see I, that. I th- but if you get that. Like, let's say a team gets desperate. Oh, yeah. If you have a second or third round pick, you have to trade him. Yeah. Like I, I think more like a fifth, sixth, maybe you'll get. Yeah, I wouldn't. I, I, I agree with you. I don't think it's valuable to do that at that point. But if you get a fourth rounder, which I know is a day three pick, but if you get a fourth rounder or lower for Toronto, I would Crosby, ship it too. I would ship I, it. I, I would consider it. And I and I wouldn't be shocked if a team gets desperate. Wouldn't be completely shocked. Because you know how teams are, especially those teams that think they can compete or are contenders. Yeah. You know, if you need if you need a tackle, that's a very important position. It's not going to be a cheap price either. And Terrell Crosby's been a proven guy. So... It's a name I would consider, man. Even Dave Burkett mentioned that. I think I saw a tweet. He's like, if I'm, thro- if you know, if the phone rings on Terrell Crosby, you got to pick up and just see what's going you, you around. You got to listen for sure. But like, like you said, like it would have to be like a intriguing offer. Yeah, too. no, you're not, you know, you're not going to just. You don't want to say it for a conditional pick. No, 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 no. You're not like selling Terrell Crosby. Six or seven or something. You're not selling Terrell Crosby just to sell Terrell Crosby. But right. if there's an offer there and a team is interested, like significantly interested. I'm I'm not against it. Not against yeah. it at all. Yeah. And maybe you place, you know, maybe you have Dan Skipper make the initial roster and put him on IR. I don't know. We'll see. Okay. Yeah. That, I like that. A little intermission. But let's go into some interior offensive linemen now. So last time we had Frank Rag, now Jonah Jackson, Vitae, Logan Stenberg, and Evan Brown. Has any of that changed for you? It's the same. But I think Stenberg is a candidate to go on IR. And maybe they bring back Tommy Kramer. Maybe they claim someone else. So that's. I that's thought Tommy. 
Yeah, I thought Tommy Kramer looked solid in camp so far in those games. I wouldn't say anything significant to have a role. But if Stenberg were to go on IR, make the initial 53 and go on IR, I don't see Kramer getting claimed by another team. So maybe you just put Kramer on your 53 or you claim another guy from a different team. But Kramer has obviously familiarity just with being the team during camp. So, you know. Or what you could do, like, you know, on game days, the rule are like you have certain like offensive linemen available. Yeah. You could carry up in the practice squad onto the active roster. Yeah. That's like you could also do that. You could play that game too. If you don't want to carry him on the roster and say he makes your practice squad. And you yeah. could protect him if you really like him because you could protect like five players. So that's another thing that Detroit could look at. Yeah, I, I think he's going to be one of those practice squad candidate guys. I think they liked him. I thought he showed some flashes to, to you know, try to carry and develop, honestly. So I like yeah. Tommy Kramer. Okay, uh, that's the offense. Let's get into the defense now. So let's start off with the outside linebackers. So your edge rusher, so you're like Trey Flowers, Romeo Quars. So last time we had we had a little different. So you had Trey Flowers, Romeo Aquara, Austin Bryan, and Julian Aquara. That's what I had. And yeah. last time you had Trey Flowers, Romeo Aquara, Charles Harris, Julian Aquara. Has any of that changed for you? Yeah, except uh, Austin Bryan is in. So I have both of them, Austin Bryan and Charles Harris, making the roster. Okay. I just think that like you can't have too many pass rushers, and those guys have both played well. And like where the Lions roster is right now. It's okay to like not have depth to other areas. You just need talented players. So the more talent you have, the better, even if it affects other areas on the depth chart. So I didn't have Charles Harris in my 53 this time. I had him, or yeah, I had him last time, but I didn't have him in this one. So last time I had it just like you had all, um, all five of them. But this time I, I let go of Charles Harris. But I think you bring an interesting point. I mean, Charles Harris to a certain degree, he's still a young player. Like I know he's hopped around a couple teams already. He's only he's already hopped around from. The Falcons, he was drafted by the Dolphins. That's a former first-round pick as well. I'm not saying he's shown like he's flashes like a first-round pick by any means, but, I mean, I thought he had some nice flashes during these preseason games. He got pressure to the quarterback multiple times, getting to the backfield. I, I don't see a disadvantage with carrying a Charles Harrison. I think we mentioned it in our green room after that Colts game. Maybe if they don't have a role for Julian Accor right away where they want to just develop him a little slowly because that's just how Notre Dame was, just not really much pass rush moves, just a straight speed rush where Charles right. Harris has more developed pass rush moves by now. Maybe you you know keep Aquar obviously in your roster, Julian, you develop him, but have a role for Charles Harris where you expected Julian Aquar. I wouldn't be shocked by that, but as of right now, I just I let go of Charles Harris, and I'm, I'm going to put Julian Aquar on that role I initially had him in, and that's like the 10 to 20% snaps a game, so... I got four yeah. of them right now, but I, I see the I see the benefit of keeping a Charles Harris. I, I definitely see the benefit of doing that. He's also his contract is fully guaranteed. I believe it's one point seven five million. That's fully guaranteed. Yeah, so which is obviously not a huge which no, obviously not, not a huge let go if the Lions didn't want to roster him. You just but, take the hit and move on yeah. if they don't want him. It's not a big deal. Or you could maybe like explore trading him if they don't want him. You could possibly explore trading him as well. Yeah, you said it. Pass rushers don't grow on trees, so you know. There might be another team that needs a pass rusher right now. And he proved during this camp that he deserves, I think, to be on a roster. Somewhere. Yeah. Yeah. He was sure. good. He was good. Okay. Let's go into the interior defensive line. So last time, I think there's going to be some shifting around here. So last time we had Levi, Unzerike, we had Aline McNeil, Michael Brockers, Kevin Strong, Deshaun Han, and who else do we have on here? Um... Oh, right here. I got it right here. And we had... That was it. Was that it? Oh, and John Penasini. That's what I had. Okay. 
All right. Is so, there anyone? You had Bruce Hector on yours. Is yeah, anyone? I had Bruce Hector. I took Bruce Hector out and I put Nick Williams in. It just feels like like Nick Williams played in the first quarter, at least, and then they took him out. So I feel maybe he wasn't just healthy last time. I, th- I think he's going to be part of this team. Yeah. Uh, what about Penasini? He's not in right now. I just haven't seen much from him. I mean, he could probably make it, but like, he's a talented player. Don't get me wrong. I just don't don't have him on here right now. I have Penasini on mine, which I didn't have. Or I did have him last time, actually. Sorry. So I put him in twice. But I thought he was a fringe bubble guy. And I, I also plugged in Nick Williams this time, which I didn't have him at all. I didn't have another guy to replace him. I just went a guy short in this position. Kevin yeah. Strong, I think, earned the spot. I think he had a really good preseason. So I yep. think he earned a roster spot. Deshaun Hand, we mentioned that he could be an IR candidate. So maybe makes yes. it to 53. You place him on IR. So <clears throat> we'll see. Yeah. Maybe, maybe maybe then that opens a spot for Bruce Hector. But Bruce Hector was not good that last game. <laughs> well, his PFF score was high. But, like, when I watched, he didn't look that good. So I don't really know. I didn't go back and watch it, though. Like, when I was watching, they were running up the middle. And it was Hector and Brown in the middle. Miles Brown, yeah. So they, they didn't look good. But PFF had, like, a 90-point-something for him or something like that. Bruce Hector? Yeah, I... I got. I'm not gonna go back and watch it. So just by the eye test earlier, he didn't look good. But and that game or in the preseason? No, in that game, I think something like that. All right, folks. This is why I say don't use PFF as a bible. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't know. Um, maybe like if we go back and watch it, we'll see him affecting some plays or against the quarterback. I don't. I don't know. This I'm reminds, not gonna watch it though. This reminds me of. The Colt or the Vikings game from two years ago when Kevin Strong got a PFF score of 90 and he just didn't do shit <laughs> that game. He didn't do shit that game. Okay. <laughs> the, um, see, this, this is why I say don't use you could use PFF as a source, but don't use it like a Bible. Yeah. Okay. All right. Now we're at linebackers. Inside linebackers, yes. All right. I changed mine up a little. So I only had four. I had Collins, Anzalone, Barnes, and Reason Maven. I added someone else. I added some. No, I'm kidding. I added uh, Anthony Pittman. Oh, okay. I didn't. I uh, I also had Pittman in my last one, but I didn't put Pittman in this time. Because Pittman played actually the most, um, I believe, the most special team snaps versus the uh, the Colts. I think the Lions want to see what he can do on special teams, and I think he contributed on special teams. So, don't you figure Jalen Reyes, maybe and Derek Barnes are gonna be the linebackers on special teams for this team, though? Um, but there's no depth, bro. Like You're right. carrying four linebackers is not a good idea. I feel like you need one more. Yeah, I mean, they don't – I feel like they're going to initially cut Pittman, and then maybe he clears waivers, and when they place those guys on IR, maybe they bring him back. That's possible as well. I think that's where I'm more leaning towards right now, because I can't put him on this initial 53 right now. But I could see a role where they carve, like, after they make their 53 and do all the transactions, maybe they make a spot for him after – what we're looking at three IR spots potentially Stenberg, Boyle, and Hand. That's three roster spots opening up. Yeah. yeah, I agree. Four linebackers is not safe. So I don't have Pittman making it initially. And I'm just going to say he clears waivers and the Lions bring him back on the 53. Okay. So, but right now I don't have him because we're counting guys we have to put on the 53 so they can place him on IR. So yeah. I'm going to leave out Pittman because the other guys just didn't really step up. Tavai, we talked about enough July. Tavai, he's not making this team. Uh, Tavante Beckett, just not really much. He's practice squad. Yeah, like the way not, Campbell, Campbell likes him, but he likes him for the future. He doesn't like him for this year. Yeah, just not really much to put on right. the three. So, 
Okay. Let's go into the cornerbacks now. So last time we put Akuda, Amani Oroorie, AJ Parker, Mike Ford, uh, Fatu Malafawu, and you had Nicole Roby Coleman. I put Bobby Price, and I believe Malcolm also put Nicole Roby Coleman. Has any of this changed for you? Yes, I took Nicole Roby Coleman out and I put Bobby Price. The reason why is Bobby Price is actually the starting gunner opposite of Mike Ford. And that's a big bro, like on special teams. And he could also, he's not good at it, but he's versus like special teams, safety, and corner. Like he's not the best at safety and corner, but like when you need those emergency or like, like he's a guy like you could put in. But it's it's not ideal for him to be on defense. Yeah, he's still developing. You have six uh, corners right now? Yeah, we took um, we took NRC out. We put Bobby Price in. Okay, so that linebacker spot that I didn't use right now, I put it on NRC. And okay. it's interesting because, you know, I've been talking about really lowly about NRC. And it's not really that I'm high on Nicole Roby Coleman right now. It's just I think they need someone that nickel that could back up A.J. Parker. Because right now you got a Cuda, You got a Warrior. They're going to be on your outside. You got Parker's going to start in your nickel. But we right. mentioned it, man. Mike Ford is – I mean, Dan Campbell's not really mentioning Mike Ford as that nickel corner anymore. Like we, we were expecting before. And M- Melifau was not going to play the nickel. And then, you know, Bobby Price ain't going to play the nickel. They need someone that's going to back up A.J. Parker, in my opinion, if he goes down. I put Nicole Roby Coleman. He's got – veteran experience he knows aubrey pleasant he knows this system somewhat right. he's familiar with it he's familiar yeah. with the East coach so i gave the nods to nicole ruby coleman i honestly thought in the last game corn elder played better than him but i just think with the familiarity i'm gonna give the nod to nicole ruby coleman but corn elder has been in this certain in this specific system for longer just because he was signed once free agency was signed, like I think back mm-hmm. in March or in May or in April, somewhere around that time, that's where Corn Elder was signed, where Nicole Roby Coleman was just signed essentially yesterday, but in realistically like two, three weeks ago. So and that's going to be a tough call. I wouldn't be shocked if they go out in the market and don't bring either of these guys, Elder or Nicole Roby Coleman, and then maybe they go out and look at the waivers and see a guy who could help them on special teams and in the nickel corner because we mentioned it last episode in our green room. Dan Campbell said if, as far as his nickel corners, he mentioned Parker, Nicole Roby Coleman, and Corn Elder just didn't really offer much on special teams. So is this enough? Did they prove enough as a nickel corner to make the roster? I didn't think Nicole Roby Coleman really did, but I put him anyways. But I wouldn't be shocked if – both Elder and Roby Coleman are cut, and then maybe they bring a guy who can contribute on special teams and who can play the nickel corner. So I got Roby Coleman in right now. So. Yeah. Okay. Uh, let's go into the safeties. I think this is really easy. Tracy Walker, Will Harris, Dean Marlowe, and CJ Moore. Any of that change for you? Any of guys? That's what I got, too. Yeah. I mean, we mentioned that Bobby Price is technically your fifth safety on, on game days. If it ever comes to a situation, he, he offers the versatility. I think Bobby Price makes his team. I, I think we're both in agreement that Bobby Price makes his team just because of his role in special teams and yeah. his versatility. Yeah. Okay. Uh, going on to special teams. So. Yeah. <laughs> you want me to say it instead? I'll say it. No, no I, so, got, I, got, I, got, I got it. I got okay, it. Okay. You need some Kleenex? You're good today. So we got kicker Randy Bullock, I think, making it, right? Are you agreeing there? Uh, um, I, I wouldn't be shocked, like, if, if they like a kicker on waivers and they waive him because Bullock has been inconsistent. Yeah, he didn't really do anything in preseason games outside of like 20 yeah. year goals. 
And in training camp, he's been up and down. That's why they're on Zane Gonzalez and Gonzalez. I mean, he just we haven't seen much from him. Yeah, so um, that's possible. Yeah, I I I feel like they're going to carry Bullock going into the roster though. But you're right. Maybe if they find someone via trade, you know, tomorrow Monday, you know, when all those cuts happen. When's the final rosters due? Tuesday. Tuesday at four. But like Dan Campbell said, don't expect any moves until Monday. So I think the Lions will start their moves tomorrow. Okay. But the rosters have to be set until Tuesday at four. Tuesday four o'clock, right? Yep. Okay. And then Thursday, that's when you can start signing guys. Is that like the former waiver wire Sunday, basically? I think Thursday is the day where like you like get you'll get you'll see if guys came on your team or not. That's like, like the priority order and stuff, right? Yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. So the Lions have the seventh priority in in the you know the waiver wires right now because yeah. they go from last year. So I think the first three weeks are what happened last year from the draft. Basically, it's gonna be like the draft order. For the first three weeks, and after the first three weeks, it's going to go on whatever the standings are currently in the NFL. So the lines could be higher, lower, whatever. But initially, right now, it's going to be they're the seventh priority right now for any players yeah. on the waiver wire, any guys they put a claim on. So like, let's say the Cincinnati Bengals and the Lions both like a guy, and they both put a claim on it. The Bengals would get the guy because they have the fifth priority with the Lions. Yep. Yeah. So it just goes on whatever the draft orders. So. Just play like that. Wait, even the Niners? So the Niners have the third no, priority? No, no, no. no, no. That's original draft pick. order, right? Original, the original draft. draft order. So whatever the standings were last year. So the right. it would be the Eagle or it would be the Texans originally the third pick, because that's that was their pick initially. So the Texans have the right. third priority right now. So not the draft right. order, but yeah, whatever the standings were last year. Which I just want the listeners seventh. to yeah. understand that. Okay. Yeah. So the lines are still seventh. So. Yep. Right. Okay. Uh so kicker Randy Bullock. Punter, Jack Fox, all greens there. Yeah. And long snapper, <laughs> Scott Daly. Yep. You know what? I, I, I have a, I'm mad right now. What Ford Field did on Friday night was so disrespectful. What do they do? So, you know, they, you know, when they introduce the players, they usually go offensive players first, then maybe they'll d- get defense, then you get this. Okay, okay, I know where this is going. They started off the fucking team, or the fucking team in- introduction with Scott Daly. He was the first name introduced. Yeah, he's your long snapper. Whoever's idea that was, I want a word. I'm not happy with it. He's your long snapper. I'll respect the Scott Daly. All respects, kind of, but I I just don't respect. I'll be honest, bro. I haven't really seen an issue with him stamping the ball. I think he looks fine. And then also, like, he's athletic. He 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 was running down the field. Like, you had a, you had a long standard for twenty years, and you you but you disrespect him right away with Scott Daly as the first guy introduced. Look, this is the thing, man. We talked about this before, like. You just have to let go. You know, sometimes you have that one axe you can never get rid of. This is what it feels like. Like, like you I'm, know, like people say it was Stafford for them or, I don't know, Golden Tate or Jerry Slay or Marvin Jones, whatever that may be. This one hurts me the most. You have a Mulebach jersey or something? <laughs> I want one. <laughs> I want one. <laughs> I mean, that oh, should be a whole Ford Field ceremony just for whenever they part ways with him. I still think that should be a thing. I think we should all look at we should all gather at Ford Field, full house, and we should all watch his highlights so all, over the 20 years he played for us. 
his he deserves, highlights. He deserves it. He deserves you know what his it. highlights are? They're him stepping a ball. Stepping a ball, yes. <laughs> Stop. <laughs> he deserves it. He deserves oh it. Oh, my gosh. There's no highlights for a long snapper. And the number 48 should never be worn. Ever in a Lions uniform. That should be retired. That might be like an unwritten rule, sort of. Like, it 981 be- aren't retired, but no one could wear those right now. Okay, and on all real shit, someone's gonna wear forty eight again. <laughs> That's not gonna happen. It's, it's, it might. It might be an unwritten rule, like you don't know. You think so with Don Muvak? It's possible. I mean, he was here forever, bro. I mean, I hope. I hope. I mean, does does anyone wear number four or no one wears number four, right? Is it? Um, it's number, but like, has anyone no, what number, number is Bullock? Uh, C four. Let me check. <laughs> 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 I think he's four or six or something like that. I don't know. I think he's six. He's definitely something single digits. I want to check real quick. I was going to ask, has anyone worn number four since Jason Hansen? Randy, uh, Randy Bullock is number four. He is number four. Okay. Okay. If, All right. So maybe they, they don't do that with a specialist, yeah, but. If Jason Hansen doesn't have an unwritten rule, I don't think. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Rule. <laughs> yeah. okay. Um, but no one better wear nine and 81. Those numbers are off limits. No, eighty-one. I think people know that. I mean, you're just putting a target on yourself if you were number eighty-one as a receiver in Detroit. It's just, it's just a bad look. You can't. It's like, it's a quiet. It's like unwritten rule. I think even the player requested, like, no, you can't have it, dude. Yeah. Same with nine. I feel like no one could wear nine. Yeah, I, it's Stafford's been a lion. I mean, for what twelve years? I think he deserves 12, it. Thirteen years, something like that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he obviously doesn't get the respect, I think, as much as Kelvin Johnson as a player or on the NFL. But yeah. overall, it would look really weird if someone were number nine in Detroit outside of Stafford. It so, would. Even though he didn't win much here, it just it wouldn't feel right seeing someone else wear number nine. So I, I, I don't think anyone will wear number nine. 81, it's been like that for years already. No one's worn it. I thought if anyone were to wear it, you know, that number 81, it would be Anquan Bolden because that was his number in Baltimore. So I thought if anyone were going to wear that 81, it would be him. But even him, he wore, what do you wear, 18? I forgot. I don't even know. I don't even know what he wore, honestly. I can't remember. But he was a good player for us. But all right, that's off track. Donnie, I love you, buddy. Um, come on the podcast, dude. Be a host. Or come come join us as a guest, man. We, we love you, Donnie. Or you know what? I would give my role for you, Don Wilbach. If you want to be the host of this podcast, I would give you my job. Bolden was 80, by the way. Old, okay, he would have ate it. You're right. That makes sense. No. Okay. All, right. All right. Well, got anything else, or is that it? That that's a that's a wrap. Um, maybe we should tell them our schedule for like this week and next week, so they know. Okay. So yeah, we're obviously doing no Spotify green rooms this week because there's no Lions games this week. The Lions got well, the whole NFL, not just the Lions, but got an extra bye week now. So usually, the NFL season would start next Sunday, but now with the whole 18-week schedule now. Now they start an extra week Sunday, so they're going to start September 12th. The Lions is going to be their first Sunday versus San Francisco. We'll be back on Spotify to break down that uh, the day of the game on Sunday. It might just be Malcolm Solo because me and Peter will actually be at the game, so I don't think we'll be able to make that Spotify green room, but we're going to do a preview, a real preview with all three of us. We're going to have a special guest to help us with the Niners, too. And we're gonna do after the 53-man rosters are made. We're gonna do our, we're gonna do our uh, reaction to what happened with the Lions roster with Campbell and Holmes' decisions. And then after that, this the roster. I think Niners, right? It's game week, right? Yeah. Yep. Game week. Yeah. Yeah. So we got 
one more preseason episode of just the roster being filled out, and then it's game week. We're going to be breaking down the liners and hiners. Wow. Wow, that's crazy. You got to get the film room ready. Here, you ready? You got to look at some last <laughs> Niners really, film. Man, I mean, that was like, bro, the Niners were rotating Lance and Garoppolo in and out of series. I know. So we got to go. That's back to it's going to be hard to defend if you're Aaron Glenn. Yeah. Well, it, we're going to be we're going to be bringing some pre uh, Niners people in that we're all locked in for all three games. So that's going to be interesting as well to hear their perspective on it as well. Yeah. Okay. With that being said, well, I hope you guys all enjoyed. Leave a five star review if you guys enjoyed or. If you didn't enjoy it, still leave a five-star review. It's it's always much appreciated. Um, And I'm out, guys. Peace. All right, guys. I'm out. Peace. Chapman, welcome to the Planet Premier League podcast. Each week, Cesc Fabregas, Nader Manua and myself talk all things Premier League. As a player, you don't have time to talk. No. You don't have time to make a plan. You just need to deal with wave after wave after wave. We watched Coach Carter and he said, oh, afterwards, the game's just about doing this for your teammates. And I remember looking around halfway through the film and half the squad was asleep. <laughs> Planet Premier League. Listen wherever you get your podcasts.